Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. I've seen them on Instagram. They're the neutral color wearing wellness influencers who must gracefully balance their iPhones against some cosmically charged crystal to show us their morning meditation ritual. There they sit perfectly poised on a little cushion resembling a pom-pom, eyes closed as they breathe in and out through a 15-second time-lapse video that probably took over 10 minutes to film. Meanwhile, there I am on the other side of the screen, unable to sit and hold my attention on one thing for even those 15 seconds. I'm bored already. Now hear me out. I realize that meditation and mindfulness has its benefits. Sharper focus, reduced stress, and activating your inner chi and all that. It sounds peachy, it really does, but I am someone who couldn't sit through a movie as a child, much to my poor parents' dismay, and hardly can sit still today. But for my fellow hyperactive, somewhat perfectionistic, stress-inclined achievers, our minds really do desperately need a break. I realize this, but despite my best attempts at becoming one of those people who can sit and meditate for minutes each morning, I am a headspace dropout but I do still recommend their excellent app for the record. Now for me, the key with meditation was actually finding a more stimulating way to reap its rewards. My meditative practices need to involve movement. Turns out I am far from alone. Active meditation, also known as dynamic meditation, was popularized in the 1970s by an Indian mystic known as Osho. He believed that our modern, super-stimulating world called for a meditation style that involved more physical activity. And he came to that conclusion, for the record, before the invention of the internet. So if, like me, you're someone who hates meditation but still wants to reap those stress-busting, mind-clearing benefits, give these five tactics a try and let me know how they work out for you. First, walking meditation. This is my go-to since I start most of my days walking Teddy the dog in our neighborhood park or when I'm short on time around our city block. In order to make my time with Ted more of a meditative walk, I leave my phone at home. Yes, really, it is okay. You can go for a walk outside in the real world without your phone and the world won't end, I promise. And then I try to focus on what I'm seeing, hearing, and sensing throughout the course of that stroll. Instead of thinking about everything on my to-do list for the day, I try to keep my mind in the present moment, noticing the particular shade of blue in the morning sky, the smell of fresh-cut grass, and all the elements of my surroundings for which I am especially grateful for that day. And frankly, here in Colorado... It is not hard to feel that way because our sunrises and sunsets out here just seem more beautiful than anywhere I've ever lived. And while I can neither confirm nor deny this rumor, some might even say that I talk to Teddy the dog about my observations as I go. But I digress. 
<laughs> the second form of movement-oriented meditation that I'm a big fan of is yoga. I love yoga for its fitness benefits, but frankly, even more for the mental calm that it brings me. That's part of the reason I did yoga three times a week in the final few weeks leading up to my wedding day. Yoga is all about aligning your body movements with your breathing, which feels really similar to meditation to me. Many seated meditation fans focus on their breath as a kind of mental anchor point to quiet their mind and prevent other thoughts from floating their way in. Meditative yoga is just like that, plus body movements that promote strength and flexibility on top of it all. And while not all yoga is meditative, yoga that calms your mind as well as challenges your body is my favorite form of exercise. It's not about perfection or performance for others. It's about relaxing into poses that also stretch your comfort zone, both mentally and physically. Another kind of active meditation to give a try is something called morning pages. Do you wake up each day with racing thoughts and find yourself hardly able to get through breakfast without an anxiety-inducing laundry list forming in your head? Well, Julia Cameron, the author of The Artist's Way, popularized this written form of meditation that many of my fellow creatives love. The first rule of morning pages is that there's no wrong way to do morning pages. And the premise is pretty simple. Every morning, just start the day by writing three notebook pages of total stream-of-consciousness musings. That's it. Whatever comes out of your pen or pencil is just fine. The writing doesn't serve any purpose. It doesn't have to be perfect. And hell, it doesn't even have to make sense. It's not getting published. It is just your opportunity to mentally clear the decks for your brand new day. Now, for full disclosure, writing is the last thing that I feel like doing in the morning, probably because it's such a huge part of my job, and that's what I associate it with. So I haven't really practiced this particular form of active meditation myself. I've always been more of a night owl journaler, if that. But I have heard from many of my creative friends, writers, coaches, and entrepreneurs alike, that this is a sanity-saving practice they adore. So if you give it a try, or if you have tried it, let me know what you think. And my final form of active meditation is running. Similar to walking meditation, running can be so much more than a physical activity alone. To reap the rewards of meditation through running, I really focus my run on my breath or on a simple mantra. For me, it's all about matching up my breath with my pace. I take two paces while inhaling through my nose, and while doing so, in my mind, I'm saying the first half of whatever mantra I'm working with, and then I follow that with two paces exhaling and really thinking or saying in my mind the second part of my mantra, you know? Like, it's like... Are you guys like freaking out because I'm sniffing into your earbuds right now? I'm sorry if that was like more detail than you probably needed, but I thought I'd give you the full experience. Okay, so as for the mantra part of that, I might say something like, you can while inhaling and then do this while exhaling. So you can do this. You can do this. And that's what I'm thinking as I'm running so as to really avoid other to-do lists running through my head. It's sort of a way to, again, provide an anchor point through both your breath and through the use of a mantra. And also because I don't really like running that much, to be honest. So I usually have to talk my way through it. And here's the thing. Running, while it's not my favorite form of exercise, 
It is incredibly effective for calming me down. When I find that I'm really stressed out or panicking over something or just find myself facing down times of sadness or grief or loss, God forbid, this form of active meditation really seems to work best for me. It gets all that nervous, pent-up energy out of my body and into a physically intense format instead. And that helps me sort of calm myself down faster than just focusing on my breathing or a mantra alone. When I'm really upset, like sitting and trying to breathe is not the best way to calm me down. I'll be honest, I've taken quite a few runs like this while crying. And it really does help me get through whatever I'm dealing with like nothing else. So I feel like I've been maybe a little too candid with you all today, but I want to hear from you. What forms of meditation do you practice, if any? You know, I'd love to hear how you've cultivated some form of mindfulness into your life or if you've given any of these active meditation practices a try. And please tell me I'm not alone in being unable to sit through a seated meditation. Am I... If you're like me on that front, I highly recommend you give some of these dynamic forms of meditation a try before you call it quits on this whole practice altogether. Take a screenshot of today's podcast and share your thoughts by tagging me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or comment at the bottom of today's corresponding blog post, which you can find at bossdip.org slash episode 57. Let's face it, speaking up at work can be really hard to do, especially for women and women of color. When the stakes are high and you've already worked so hard to just be the only woman in the room and you want to get everything right, you want to have all your facts and figures accurate before making your voice heard, it's just so much easier to stay silent instead. Researcher Deb Chahansky calls this loss of voice phenomenon. And it actually emerges in adolescent women at greater rates than men, and it sticks with us for the rest of our lives. Self-silencing behavior can actually become an unconscious habit unless we consciously engage in practicing our assertive communication skills. And we here at Bossed Up have set out to help women like you do just that. Speak Up, my live assertive communication course is back open for enrollment, and we're kicking off a new cohort launching this June. Over the course of eight life-changing weeks, you'll have access to interactive online curriculum and live weekly practice sessions where you, Irene and I, and a cohort of fellow Speak Up bosses who are owning their voice, overcoming the social messages that have taught us to keep silent, and really learning to strategically and assertively communicate when it matters most, we'll actually have the practice time to rewire our brains, create new neural pathways, and build better habits when it comes to speaking up with confidence and precision and assertively communicating in the workplace. Learn more and enroll today to secure your spot at bossedup.org speakup. That's bossedup.org speakup.